Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Last time, in the magical land known as the Realm of Dragons, Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse doubted the claim of the enormous purple dragon known as the Scary Stanley that magic was broken, and only Montgomery the Moose could fix it. After being attacked by a translucent globby creature from an alternate dimension, they decided to come back to Maine, where they believed they would be safer. When they got home though, everything around them, plants and animals, was made entirely of chocolate. So you may be wondering, what happened in Maine while they were away in this magical land? And in particular, what happened to the two frogs from Central Park, Walter and Wheezy? Today, let's jump back to what happened when Montgomery, Montgomery, Phoebe, Tamar, and Roger entered the magical land from Maine. As Montgomery the Moose ran at the clump of grass, which seemed to be a portal to this other world, the frogs were thrown off the moose's back by his speed. So now let's catch up with the frogs to find out what happened next. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. Whatever this clump of grass was, Montgomery the Moose's friends had gone through it and disappeared, so he knew he needed to go through it too. He was a lot bigger than they were, but he'd fit through small holes before. Montgomery lurched forward and quickly picked up pace until he was hurtling towards the grass at top speed. Walter and Wheezy, the two frogs from Central Park, fell to the ground, thrown off by the moose's speed. Hey, said one. Quesadilla, said the other. When cats fall, they instinctively twist their bodies to land on their feet. Wheezy wasn't a cat. She was a frog. Wheezy landed on the ground back first, with a thud. Walter followed a moment later, landing on his feet, but in a prickly bush, the kind where landing on your feet doesn't help anything. Ugh, Wheezy moaned. Ow! She heard Walter call from inside the prickly bush. Are you kidding me? She heard Roger the raccoon say quietly from the branch of a maple tree a short distance away. Roger had been on the moose's back too, and clearly found a way to safety herself. Montgomery the Moose had just attempted to follow Tamar, Phoebe, and Montgomery the Mouse into a tall clump of grass by running headlong at it with his eyes closed. It was obviously ridiculous. He was a moose, after all. So Wheezy was sure she would look over and see him in a heap on the ground, making his own moaning noises. But when she got up and hopped closer where she could get a better view, he was nowhere to be seen, and it was eerily quiet. Montgomery? she asked, not really expecting a response. Roger climbed down from the maple tree. She didn't seem to hear Wheezy and was focused on the clump of grass, walking towards it curiously. Roger? Wheezy asked. This time she did expect a response, but she didn't get one. Roger kept moving towards the clump of grass cautiously, crouching lower to the ground as she did so. Ow! Walter said again from behind Wheezy. She wanted to help her friend, but she knew Roger could probably be more helpful with her hands and her raccoon-sized body. Roger, she asked again, louder this time. Roger, Walter needs help. Again, though, Roger didn't respond. Wheezy watched as she continued to be drawn to the clump of grass. Roger stuck her nose between the long blades of grass, and then something happened which Wheezy didn't understand at all. Roger appeared to be pulled into the clump of grass while simultaneously shrinking. Half a second later, Wheezy couldn't see the raccoon anymore. What is going on, she thought. 
Wheezy hopped towards the clump of grass. She wanted to investigate. The closer she got, the more she felt drawn to it herself. Her mind started to get a little fuzzy, and she hopped closer. Maybe I should go through there too, she thought. I said, ow! Walter's shout came like an arrow, popping the fuzziness in her mind and shaking her back to being herself. Walter, she responded, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. She hopped away from the clump of grass and back to the prickly bush where her friend was stuck. Finally, the voice from inside the bush said, I thought I was going to be stuck here forever. I'm sorry, Walter, Wheezy replied. Weird stuff is happening here, really weird stuff. I don't know how to explain it. Well, maybe think about how to explain it while you get me out of here, Walter grumped. Um, Wheezy looked at the bush's prickles and had no ideas. I don't know what I can do. Hold on. She hopped around the bush to see if there were any suggestions she could make, or tools she could pass into him. There wasn't anything she could see that would be helpful. Could I be of some assistance? I got a snake ass from a few feet away. Ah! Wheezy screamed and hopped up out of the way in fear. The problem with hopping up, though, is that she always came back down. She thought quickly and landed with the fiercest look she could muster. She tried to hiss at the snake, but it came out as a croak. Oh, please, the snake replied with a giggle, not remotely intimidated. Look, I can help, and I don't eat frogs. Wheezy eyed the snake. It was true that the snake wasn't big enough to eat either of them, but trusting a snake was hard for any frog to do. She squinted at the snake and thought about how to respond. Still an owl in here, in case anyone's wondering, Walter's voice called out from inside the bush. Uh, okay, Wheezy said cautiously. Okay, let's get to it, the garter snake said, and slithered towards the bush as Wheezy hopped back slightly, still ready to attack at any moment. My name's Slither, by the way, in case you want to thank me later, the snake said, rolling its eyes at Wheezy. I'm out, Walter, said Walter from inside the bush. Okay, Walter, let's see what we can do. Slither stuck her head into the bush at ground level and looked up. Well, 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 you're quite stuck in there, aren't you? She backed out of the bush and lifted the front half of her body up, using her back half for balance. Okay, she said, let's try it this way. She stuck her head into the bush again, halfway up, closer to where he was. Ah! Walter shouted, there's a snake in here! Help! Help! Wheezy watched the bush rustle and shake dramatically for the next few seconds, and Walter jumped out of the top, hopping down next to her with a few thorns in his skin and panic in his eyes. There was a snake in there, he shouted at her, missing her smile. A snake! Slither backed out of the bush and let out a laugh of satisfaction. Snake! Walter shouted in case Wheezy had missed that fact. Uh-huh, she replied. You're welcome, Slither the snake added. For what? Walter asked incredulously. For being a snake? Walter, if not for that snake, you'd still be in there, Wheezy added. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Ow! Everything still hurts, so thanks for that, snake. Yes, you're welcome, Slither added, shaking her head and rolling her eyes again. Wheezy decided that if Walter couldn't bring himself to show some appreciation, she would need to do it herself. Thank you, Slith, but she was cut off by some loud cracking sounds, 
as some nearby trees bent and snapped to make way for a large round metal object coming down with a lot of force like it had fallen from high in the sky. Walter, Wheezy, and Slither all huddled under the prickly bush but kept an eye on what was happening above them. They heard some noises, like a compartment opening on the metal object, and then two creatures were in the clearing just a few feet from them, where they had been moments ago. Both of the creatures looked somewhat like humans, one more than the other though. The more human-looking one wore a tall top hat, which matched his perfectly fitted suit. He wore glasses and had a long beard, which reached past his bow tie and touched his waistcoat. Still not the kind of human they expected to see, but they had seen that kind of human in Central Park a few times. The other one, though, was a kind of a creature they'd never seen. This one was green, with three eyes, the height of a four-year-old child, but round in almost every way. Like if it fell over, it would roll easily down a hill. Walter and Wheezy couldn't quite make out how many arms this one had, but from the movement inside its shirt, they guessed it had more than two. She never learns, this small green creature said, exasperated. I mean, I love that she's so friendly and talks so much, but how can she run out of power every time? And why are we still flying anyway? You can teleport us. Bobby, I explained already. I can't. My power is weak now. It took all I had to show you that this was real. But if we can find the moose and the mouse... The human's voice trailed off, but Wheezy and Walter looked at each other at the mention of a moose and a mouse. Wheezy made a move to speak to the visitors, but Walter held her back. He whispered that they didn't know anything about these people, and how could they be sure they were trustworthy? Oh, please, Wheezy said sarcastically. Didn't you just learn your lesson with Slither here? She hopped out. The two creatures turned. The green creature looked at her a little suspiciously, but then announced to the human with pride, Ah, I know this one. This one is called a frog. The green creature then gave a slight bounce on his heels, proud of an identification job well done, but Wheezy interpreted it as imitating the hop of a frog also. The human was about to speak to Wheezy when the green creature spoke again, this time looking to impress his partner. There is a similar creature known as a toad, you know, but their skin is more bumpy. There might be some other differences too, but I think they're otherwise completely identical. Rest assured, frogs and toads are 100% harmless. This last comment led to the human smiling a little and looking at the green creature in rather a patronizing way. Well, you clearly haven't met some of the frogs I've met over the centuries, he said, more to himself than to anyone else. Even though they shared some similarities in their skin tone, which made her wonder if they were in fact related, Wheezy bristled at the green creature's characterization of frogs, and the human seemed to pick up on her objection. Please, he offered with his hand outstretched, inviting her to speak. You understand me? she asked, confused. I do, the human replied. But how? she asked. Humans have never understood me. Even other creatures have never understood me until recently. Ah, yes, the human replied. I keep forgetting that that's not normal here. This is, how you say, magic. Magic? Weezer replied. Must be a lot of that going around, ever since that horse brought us here from New York. Horse? The human interrupted with great interest. A horse brought you here? Yes, she answered, and Walter came out from the bush too. He wasn't sure if he was there to add to the conversation or just to stand there with Weezy, but either way he was feeling a little braver now. 
How did the horse bring you here? Did you ride on its back? Not exactly. It's like one moment we were there, and the next moment we were here. The horse said we were supposed to be here, whatever that means, Walter added. The human and the green creature exchanged glances before turning back to the frogs. Is the horse still here? The human asked. No, Wheezy continued. He suddenly disappeared. It seemed like he had a lot of other things to do. Hmm, the human pondered. What's happened since you've been here? The green creature asked. Well, Walter almost got eaten by a moose. The creature's faces perked up. But then we saved the moose's friends from drowning, and now they just disappeared right over there by that clump of grass. She gestured to it. This moose disappeared? The human asked. Is one of the moose's friends a mouse by any chance? Oh, you know them? Walter asked. Yeah, Montgomery and Montgomery. The human and the green creature exchanged glances once again. Tell me exactly what happened to them, the human prompted with focused, intense interest. Well, Montgomery the mouse went into that clump of grass, along with two small people friends of theirs, Phoebe and Tamar, Walter said, as the creature seemed to be making mental notes. And then, Montgomery the moose ran at the same place, but we were on his back and fell off, along with a raccoon. I didn't see what happened next. They went where, exactly? There? The human asked, pointing at the clump of grass. Yeah, right there, by that pool of chocolate. Wait, that's weird, Wheezy said, taken aback. Why is there chocolate there? That wasn't there before. Suddenly, and without warning, the human grew and changed shape completely, becoming an enormous, scaly, orange dragon. Holy cow! Wheezy shouted. Quesadilla! Walter added. Quick, get back! The dragon directed as it faced the chocolate. Bobby, help them! The green creature, Bobby, ushered Wheezy and Walter back behind him. They didn't understand the panic caused by the chocolate, but they certainly understood their own panic caused by an enormous scaly orange dragon. Slither, meanwhile, panicked in her own way and slithered out the other side of the prickly bush as fast as her muscles could take her. Without realizing it, she slithered directly towards the chocolate, which seemed to be growing and expanding. Rather than rolling outward like liquid, though, everything touched by the chocolate was simply turning to chocolate itself. The leaves, the bushes, and soon even Slither, who became frozen in place in chocolate form. The dragon ushered everyone back further and waited as if something was about to happen. And happen, it did. A moment later, Montgomery the moose appeared facing them in front of the clump of grass. He opened his mouth, and Montgomery the mouse climbed out as Montgomery the moose's eyes adjusted to the light. The inside of your mouth smells disgusting, Montgomery the mouse said, panting for fresh air after holding his breath for so long. But I get why you did it. Thank you. They looked around at the chocolate surrounding them. Montgomery the moose and Montgomery the mouse, I presume, the orange dragon called out. You must come with me, now. If you don't, this chocolate invasion will destroy your world. To be continued. If you enjoyed what you just heard, it would be wonderful if you would leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Both ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping podcasts find a wider audience. You can also join our Patreon team to support the podcast or buy Tales from the Mooseverse merchandise. Check out mooseverse.com for details. And we'd love to hear your stories about these characters. What do you think Bobby, Spaceship, and the enormous scaly orange dragon known as the teleporting Trevor have been doing since we last saw them? What do you think Slither's life was like before she was turned to chocolate? 
As always, we'd love it if you would send us your stories about any of these characters or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. You can record a story yourself, on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.